Hey everybody, it's Samantha, Kadesha, and Sandy. And we're back with another episode that you don't want to miss on the Deeper Than Tech podcast, where we talk about how to grow your career in an industry that was not designed with us in mind. In today's episode, we are talking about how to get your resume so shiny that recruiters can't look away. So if you are in the process of looking for a job or just trying to keep your resume up to date, as you should, make sure you turn your volume all the way up because this episode is about to get juicy. But before we get deep into this topic, and if you love our podcast so far, we appreciate it if you shared it with a friend or a coworker. And you can also tag us along on social media to let us know that you're actively listening. We love hearing your feedback. We would also appreciate it if you rate us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. I get this question a lot. Um, a lot of times job applications say that a junior or entry-level job requires three to five years of experience for an entry-level role. But a lot of people don't have three to five years. So should you still apply for the job? What do y'all think? Definitely. You should definitely apply to a job, even if it has three to five years. I mean, hey, the worst thing they can tell you is no. Right. I mean, that's my attitude towards I feel like the worst thing that a job a hiring manager can do is tell you no. And at the end of the day, it's all about experience. You shouldn't only apply to roles that you feel qualified for. You should apply to them all. As long as it's not saying senior and you clearly know you're not senior, I think you should just go for it. Yeah, I think um, these junior level roles that are requiring three to five years of experience, I think they, the company is looking for a mid-level engineer, but they don't want to pay for a mid-level engineer mm. because a first-year engineer we don't know nothing. We don't know anything. We got the skills, we got the projects, but we really don't know how to build a um, enterprise level product, right? And so I think companies, specifically recruiters, need to edit these job postings to be more realistic to what the market is reflecting. Three to five years of experience is not a junior level role. That is a mid-level role at least. And the money and the time commitment that's required to support that person is a lot higher. But yes, I do think you should still apply <laughs> um, is pretty much what I'm trying to say. I agree. I think also the recruiters are probably just copying and pasting yes. from another job and putting in this other job because everybody's limited on time and that's probably the easiest and they might just forget to change the year. So just apply. Like Sandy said, the worst you can hear is no. You're going to get a lot of no's, but... We're going to have tough skin through the job process and we're going to push through it. Um, so if they're requiring all the experience and you never had a job before, how do you get the experience? I think a great way to get experience is to contribute to open source. I know that um, the dev community, dev.to, they, they have a hackathon every year or something every year that you can contribute to their code base, like an actual read production level code base. You can do hackathons, you can do open source. There are so many open source things you can do. You can also freelance, like we talked about in our Side Hustle for Developers episode. You can become a freelancer, ask local business owners, hey, can I build you a website? Go to restaurants, hey, can I make you a menu, an online menu, build it out for them and charge them and get that experience? I think those are two great ways to get experience as juniors. Well spoken, beautifully said. I was going to actually say the freelancer thing and plug in our other episode, but you beat me to it. But another way you could get experience is through like internships. If you're not in college, though, and you missed that train, you could, there's also like apprenticeship programs. I know Microsoft has Microsoft Leap. 
LinkedIn has Reach, and there are a bunch of other apprenticeships programs. I think that's also another avenue that you can take to uh, level up and prepare yourself for these roles. I have some feelings about internship programs um, because technically an intern is exactly the same as an entry level because they're both (laughs) first years, but interns don't get paid as much as an entry level. So you could still apply to internships. Um, They are still very useful, but also know you are also qualified for a entry level job as well. But yeah. Um, So... Another thing we have to look out for when we're building out a resume is because recruiters only spend on average six seconds looking at a resume. That is like no time. So what do y'all think should go on your resume? Let's talk about maybe the top of the the resume first. I think your name for sure. (laughs) Your name should be like, (laughs) your name should be like one of the biggest things on the resume and your contact information make sure that that's like right there can't miss it um i think that's something that's important to put like right at the top i was gonna say also like your projects what have you done i think that should be at the top and it should definitely not be at the bottom at least that's what they taught us at our boot camp well my boot camp definitely should be at the top what have you done what can you bring what what have you built um should you put your real address on there and should you put your phone number what do y'all think do not put your address on your resume there is no need for for you to put your address on your resume. There's no need for the company to know your exact house number and all that jazz. You can put like you you live in the United States. I think that's fine, but I don't think you should put your address on there. Do you think you should put your address on there? Yeah, I treat it like LinkedIn. Like I'm not gonna put my whole address on LinkedIn. Yeah. I put like New York, Greater New York area, but I'm not gonna pinpoint exactly where that I'm sounded so fancy creating new york area that's what LinkedIn like that. <laughs> but yeah i do that but i definitely when i when i was going through the process of doing my resume i was very hesitant to put my address for numerous reasons no right? not everyone has to know where i live um so definitely just put like new york or wherever you're whatever state you're from i think you should put that on your resume but you don't have to be too too specific and then what about your phone number I'd put my phone I number. Wanna, I, <laughs> I don't like, like talking no. on the phone, period. I mean, <laughs> I put my email, and then if I do get contacted via email, because typically the initial contact is going to be email, then I put my phone number. But did I put my – I don't remember if I put my phone number in my resume, but I, I wouldn't share. That, to me, is so personal. It's just like, oof, don't call me. <laughs> For me, I think of your phone number is like, do you want to be called at – three mm. o'clock in the morning um if you do put it on there if you do not i don't think it need it because email is the main form of communication nowadays um and if a company does call you off call you without emailing you first i would find that kind of sketchy um it'd be kind of weird so i don't put my, e- my phone number on there but i definitely do put my email um i also have a email that is connected to my website so it's like a a personalized email it's not just a gmail i think that's also important i don't know just to make sure it looks you like stand out just a little bit like oh she can set up a domain name <laughs> and she can make an email so like i don't know <laughs> well yeah those are some really great things at the top and then let's go back to what sandy said about the projects how many projects should you have on your resume i think minimum three projects you should have three is the lucky number that you should always you should always have in your resume and it, there should always be one that's like, if you're in the web developer space, like a full 
like a front end and back end application. I think you should always have at least one of those on your resume. It's interesting. I was going to say at most um, two on your resume. I was going to say build. I was going to say build like two, build up to three solid projects um, that you can talk about. But on your resume, put like one or two on there, primarily because I think your projects are going to be using the same technologies a lot of the time. And having like three projects, I feel, is a lot, um, especially with like that six second mark. But if they're if they're like smaller projects, I think it's fine. But if they're like really big, comprehensive projects, I think like two or even one, even one is good. Mm. Yeah, I would say one to two as well. I think once it's on your resume, it's free game. Anybody can talk about it during an interview. So if you have too many projects, I can't remember what I did yesterday, let alone what I wrote code for uh, three weeks a month ago. So I think it's more important to have a really solid project because as a hiring manager, as a recruiter, you're not going to look at everybody's projects like 10 times over. You're going to do it like maybe one. If it looks good, it's not broken, um, then then maybe look at the second one. But I think two most. Um, three is just getting really fancy. Yeah, uh, like if you have, room, a, if you have yeah. to fill up room, like if you have like zero work experience, I guess I'm talking from the perspective of a career changer with like 2011 jobs. <laughs> if you have zero work experience, I think three is good because you fill up the space and you make it look like, hey, these are all the things I did with my skills. Um, even though I haven't worked, I built these projects. This is considered work. So I think that's that's a great way to, to put it. What do you think should go after your project? What section should be next? I think after that, you should have like work experience or uh, your education. I think that should be in the next component. On yeah, your resume. I agree. Um, how many how many jobs do you think you should have in your work experience? Section? Well, I, I always tailor my resume towards that specific industry that I'm going for. So like when I was doing I'm a career changer changer. It was my first time. I never had a tech job, so I really didn't have anything in my work experience. That's probably why I said three projects. <laughs> I literally had nothing else. Um, but but one thing that my boot camp did teach us to do is to put your education. So I put like um, junior web developer and I put my boot camp name and um, put the skill sets and what I've done there as well. So another caveat is if you don't have that much work experience, you don't have to put absolutely nothing you could put a boot camp you did or a course you took or something like you should you should put this your certification and link yep. it in your in, I think anything that will showcase the what you bring to the table in terms of technical skills definitely needs yeah. to be at the forefront so like your projects that demonstrates that you know how to use the skill and then like as Sandy says like your work experience even if you haven't had a technical um, job, you have soft skills that you can highlight. You've done projects, you've interacted with clients, whatever. Like use the resume words <laughs> to make it sound nice and applicable to the tech job. Tech- make it sound nice and applicable to the tech job that you're applying for. I think that's uh, that's a great great point, Sandy. Yeah, I think most people are just looking to see if you you're doing something with your life. Um, so just put something on there. <laughs> What are so, you doing with your life? Anything you got. Um, <laughs> I think you both mentioned a lot about skills and like what skills you have. How 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 do y'all organize your skills on your resume? Yeah, 
you just plop them all just plop them all there um <laughs> i'm kidding i think okay so i i personally think organize your skills based on the job that you want so if you are going for a front-end job plop your front-end your front-end skills on there plast it all over not all over but in a section if you're going for a back-end job plast that all over if you're going for a full stack job maybe have like sections that that highlight the front end and the back end and the database skills and the tools or, that you use um but in terms of skills like whatever job you're going for highlight the skills that you want them to see that you have i think that's a very good point and just to piggyback off what you said i even go a little deeper and um when i'm plopping my skills on there i would put what i know the mm. most like what i have a really strong understanding of in the beginning and then the least proficiency at the end because I feel like whatever it's first they might want to ask you first and what if that's what you're right. the least strongest in right so I always put what I have a strong understanding of whatever skill set is that is in the beginning and then whatever is least at the end okay there's a few things I wanted to pick up from this conversation you said that your skills were from the, the best to the the least that's yeah. a, a word. <laughs> I've seen some people put like like oh. little oh. bars next to it. Do you, would you recommend people putting those bars like how proficient you are in that skill? I don't, I don't like it because it's like I'm telling I'm telling you that yeah, like I'm telling somebody, hey, I don't know CSS, but hey, I know JavaScript. So, <laughs> but the job requires both CSS and JavaScript. So I think. I think I don't know. I don't. I don't like that at all. Yeah, I thought it was cool when I'd see it, but I think most people would never mm. put like a small percentage of their knowledge on there. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. But I personally <laughs> wouldn't do it. Yeah, I don't. I don't do it either. I definitely do the, the sections like Kadeja mentioned, where it's like front end skills, back end skills, databases that I know, um, and then everything else I put. Like if you're a front end developer, if you know Illustrator, you know Figma. That's also important. Put those on there. Um, but also you talked about Kadeja about changing your skill set based on different job applications. Do y'all ever change anything else in your resume based on different job requirements? I'm going to be honest and say, no, um, I know it's, <laughs> I know it's recommended to customize your job, customize your resume to the job. But in my head, I'm just like, what more can I customize? This took me forever to do. Like, what more am I going to put on it? <laughs> So like I know I personally don't customize my resume. Um, I do try to make sure that the the skills or the key points of the job posting like is somewhere in the resume. So I don't know if that's customizing, um, but I, I I nobody got time for that. That's my response. <laughs> that's fair. I customize everything else as actually like I'll put I have wow. achievements, but I have achievements in different industries i have healthcare achievements i have um tech achievements like sc sponsorships i've acquired so like if i'm doing tech I, you don't need to know all that healthcare information so that goes out if i have i also have like an interest section like what am i interested in personal hobbies um a very small section and i also tailor that towards tech related things and then for other industries i tailor it towards those other industries so I don't only just switch out my skills. I also switch out everything that could, you know, be irrelevant towards that industry that I'm applying for. Yeah. I personally definitely, when I was breaking into tech, did do the customization. 
um, because we only have like so many shots as entry level engineers. Like there's not as many jobs as mid level. So to give myself the best foot forward, I would definitely change things. Um, another really cool fact is a lot of times recruiters never even see your resume after you apply. There's this thing called an ATS. For those who don't know what that is, that's an application tracking system. And this is like a computer program. AI, AI again. <laughs> um, <system. laughs> it's a, a system where it takes your resume and it kind of matches, matches, blah, matches. Okay, anyways, y'all know what, what I'm trying to say. It matches the, <laughs> y'all know. <laughs> matches the keywords from your resume to the keywords that the recruiter wants to match in order for it to get passed through. Um, so the question I'm going to ask is, I don't know the question I was going to ask, uh, <laughs> but we'll figure it out. Uh, was it, it like key, what keywords were we put? Oh gosh, like y'all. I don't even know anymore, but we'll go to the next it's question. Okay. I just, I just <laughs> dropped a fact. That's all that happened. Uh, so the next question <laughs> is, what is the best file format to send in your resume? I think a PDF. I think, yeah, I think a PDF. Because when you send a PDF, they can't, it's hard to edit. If you send a Word document, they can edit it. I don't know why somebody would want to edit your resume. But I think a PDF is fine. What do you think? I think a, I think a PDF is most popular. That's what I see all the time on LinkedIn. That's what I've always done when I'm on the job plant. Um, I think it's also yeah. like gives you a professional edge. So and I, I think name your well. PDFs properly. So like first name, last name, resume. That's it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I think that's great. I think PDFs are the way to go because anything else might have the formatting off. Uh, another thing about formatting is a lot of times I would see people have really nice fancy resumes compared to like the very blank resumes. Which way do y'all lean? Fancy or simple? I think it depends on the company. Like... If I'm applying to like Disney, maybe Spotify or like Google, like something colorful, I probably would do more colorful. But like certain companies, I feel like you can you can tailor your the design of your resume to. I personally think um, the more boring, the better, because um, I think about the ATS. So like um, there's a platform called Credle.io or even Resume.io, I think. And they, they will automatically format your resume so it um, gets picked up by the applicant tracking system and you don't get like lost in the black hole of applications. So like I think if you're networking with someone on LinkedIn and they're just like, yeah, send me your resume. I would love to da 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 da. Send them the pretty colorful one, you know, because that's going straight to a person. But like I think if you're applying to a job online that's going to go through the ATS, use the boring one. Um, because ATS is just going to scan it for those keywords. Exactly. Um, when I first started applying to jobs, mine was nice and pretty. Like, I was so hyped. I was like, yo, this looks so good. Right? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so good. But I ain't got no callbacks. So then I switched it up to a plain one. It's a lot easier to customize every single time. It's a Word document, export as a PDF, save it, first name, last name, resume, and we are good to go. Um, so my last question for y'all is like, what was something that you did on your first resume while breaking into tech to stand out? Wow, Samantha. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of competition out here. Uh, you gotta stand out somehow. I don't know. I don't know that I did anything to stand out. Um, I think, I think on my project section, I make sure to 
include the deployed link so they could just click it and go directly to my project and see it and play with it. Um, so they wouldn't have to like type in or go to another page to see that. I made sure that all the links were clickable. I don't know if that makes me stand out, um, but I did make sure that all the links were clickable. Like my email was clickable, the portfolio was clickable, all awesome. the links were clickable on the resume. Formatting is very important. If I see a period missing and I'm looking at a resume, I'm like, ooh, why is that missing? <laughs> me too. So it's very important to <laughs> have good formatting. Yeah, I, I did the same as Kadesha. I made sure I had all my links working. There's nothing worse than broken links. Um, I made sure I had great keywords, like spearheaded, very action-oriented. Um, I also put some, what's the word, percentages in there. Oh, nice. We, we know we love those percentages. <laughs> but some statistics in my resume and this was very also this is also a unique thing i don't think it's needed but when when conferences were a thing i did have a business yes. card and i had like a qr yes. code on my business card and when you scan it it'll take you it could take you to my projects or it could take you to my yes, resume girl, i did so the same if, thing instead of you did <laughs> yeah so that's a cute little hack like if you don't want to carry your resume around you can carry like a business card put a qr code that also links to your resume links to your project. Yes, girl. So I was at the conference like, just scan this. <laughs> yeah, just scan this. <laughs> Let me make your life easier. And if you want any more cool conference tips on what you can do to network, we have a whole episode about that. You all should check it out. But for me, what I think made me stand out was I really enjoyed going to hackathons when I was like a beginner. Mm. Now, not so much, but when I was a beginner. <laughs> and I'm very competitive, so I would win. So I would always put like anything that I won on there. I think that helped me stand out um, just because it shows that I was involved in the community. So like if you're volunteering, that's also a good thing to put in your resume. Or if you are mentoring people, um, there's some like things that make you stand out that's still tech related and that doesn't have to be your skills, doesn't have to be work experience. It doesn't have to be your project section. So get, get moving y'all. Um, Such a great question. Yes. Um, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Deeper Than Tech podcast. I hope you got some really good tips to make that resume stand out and get yourself a job in tech. Or if you're looking for your next role to get you some money, honey. Money, so, honey. So <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.